Welcome back to Tap That AZ Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Walters. We've got a giveaway for this episode. So go to our social media pages, Facebook and Instagram, to enter to win the Arizona Recoupon, I think is what it's called. I, sh- I probably should have read that. It is, it's a coupon book full of beer coupons. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what the name of it is. I've got one of them. It has over $700 in savings. I'm going to be giving one away, so go to Facebook or Instagram for Tap That AZ and see how you can enter. Now, before we get this uh, into this episode with Kristen Drews from Arizona Craft Brewers Guild, I've got some announcements. So, as you'll hear in this episode, I did an episode of beer. Not an episode of beer. I just did a beer with Simple Machine, and we put it into cans, and it's pretty awesome. It's a double dry, hopped, double hazy IPA called Tap That AZ Hazy. December 30th, that son of a gun is going out. If Depending on when you listen to this, that might be today, yesterday, tomorrow. Who knows? The future is a mystery. So the release date is December 30th, uh, December 30th, and we're going to have that at brewery at the brewery in Cans and on Tap. So come out and get it. Also, in a few weeks, a Taste of AZ magazine is going to be going out. That that is a real magazine, 48 pages highlighting the great stories behind, behind Arizona food and beverage. All right, why am I reading this? I just I know this stuff already, right? Jeez, come on, man. All right. So we got this magazine coming out over 100 places in Arizona. Uh, you can also subscribe on our website, atasteofaz.com. Go there. We'll send it to you. Um, if that link is not there, just wait a day because we're still working on that. Have patience. Send me an email at ericatap.az.com with your address or whatever. We'll make sure you get that magazine. That's what I'm trying to say. All right, let's get into this. Kristen is one of the coolest and sweetest people in all of beer, but she's also a badass. So really grateful that she came onto the show um i know she's not typically a huge fan of just she's not you know up on the rooftop with the megaphone um, but she is super cool glad she came on the show so i want to talk about all the things the guild is working on and her bringing her a game to arizona beer for many many years already many many years and more years to come so it sounds like they're working on some power tools back there in the back cora no you're not eating the flaming hot cheetos those are mine all right, let's tap into this episode with Kristen Drews from the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. And when my, my dad was a baby, my grandma, when he was sleeping, would tape his ears to his head. <laughs> Just to correct it. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever works. Did it work? Oh, no. No. Made no. it worse, kind of, huh? A little bit. When they were free, they were One free. One year is also, like, higher than the other. <laughs> because of the tape. And I got that, too, so I think I don't have to wear glasses yet. But yeah. you have to get them adjusted. Uh, everybody, Kristen, from uh, Arizona Craft Brewers <laughs> We are recording. <laughs> Welcome. Good. We have, we have my, good. You have that soft voice. You have, good. Great. This is awesome. <laughs> right. You have notes here. I'm very impressed. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of SBs, and, which is great, because I want to know about all that stuff. But before we start that, we have to we have to crack into a beer here. Yes. Right. This is a very exciting time. I know this is about you, but it's not. It's about me, Kristen, today. All right. <laughs> I am prepared. Actually, when you showed me this, I'm very excited. And I saw it online. You promoting it about a week ago. Yeah. 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 The label was uh, available, and holy shit, I am very excited about this. And wait till you, all right. Let's look. Should we crack them open? This is the. Do you want to crack yours open? Oh, I thought you were going to do it for me. Oh. <laughs> Wait, I thought you were a gentleman. <laughs> Apparently, I was wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll first start by congratulating you on your newest 
role that you explained, and that's why I'm letting you pour your own beers because you could probably pour it better than I can. Um, Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Refer- inferring? Oh, see, I can't. Uh-oh. We both did it. <laughs> oh, that was bad. All right. I take it back. Dear Pink Boots, I think your, suge- your selection so, was not. No. The next class that we have is how to pour beer correctly. Yeah. <laughs> so you you just accepted a position as, well, I, I, I don't want to say accepted a position. Sounds like Rob's going to listen to it and say, wait, what? No, no, I actually did talk to Rob before um, all of this came into play, but uh, I will be a co-lead of the Pink Boots Arizona chapter with uh, Carissa Thompson. Ah, nice. From Huss. From Sierra Nevada. Nevada. Huss, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> well, used to be Huss, right? Used to yeah, be yeah. Okay, okay, yes. yes. <laughs> now she is the Arizona territory uh, for Sierra Nevada. Wow. Okay, nice, nice. So, well, before we get into all that, let's, let's, because you, I think you've been on the show a couple times before, briefly, because you were forced. Yeah. Right? <laughs> More in like the background. Yeah. Taking Yelling pictures. In the background. <laughs> <laughs> right, Chris? Like yeah. Rob would ask you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I made a contingency today. I said, I want to talk about all the stuff you guys are doing, but I have to talk to you, Kristen. No, but no, Rob. I think I saw him peering in the windows around here somewhere, but, he, but no, you've, you've been doing some awesome things for Arizona beer and you've, what you're from Arizona originally, right? Born and raised. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where were you born and raised? West side. West side. West side. <laughs> she pounded her chest. She Just couldn't hear it. Avenues. <laughs> avenues. Where, where did you, uh, what uh, town? Peoria, Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, Cactus High School area, literally. That's why I love, you know, you mentioned Simple Machine. I'm like, yeah. great, that's a 15-minute drive instead of a half-an-hour drive for me today. <laughs> a half-hour drive and a lot of rage. Because <laughs> you have to drive the 10, right? Yes. Which is the worst stretch of highway, I think, west of uh, Scotland, I think. <laughs> it's basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think now kind of all of our freeways, for the most part, are pretty congested in our mm-hmm. state, but... The yeah. 10 definitely sucks. The, yeah. They're done with the construction, finally, though, between, like, the I-17 and the 101. Okay. Where they added the 202. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was nice. There's a lot of None, No one ever knows what I'm talking about because no one goes that <laughs> way because it's too west side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I take the detour. What, I go through Flagstaff, and then I go over that way. Like, that's two hours out of the way. It's worth it. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, born and raised in Arizona. Were you into craft beer when you were a kid? No, there's pictures of, you know, I think my dad put in a Coors Light bottle next to me uh, when I yeah. was a baby. The, all of us have those pictures yep. of our parents doing that to us. Uh, but no, I, my love for craft beer actually grew in Tennessee. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Why do you don't like whiskey? Um, no, I ended up finding a job called uh, the Flying Saucer. In downtown Nashville. Oh. They do not have one in Arizona, but okay. it is awesome. It is 80 beers on draft, uh, 300 beers total. Wow. It was, it's a great place. Not, and that, so what, you would go there as a, you work there? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And that you got introduced to craft beer? Yes. Did you drink beer before then? Mm-hmm. I, we all did. <laughs> I mean, you can be honest. You can be honest. Yeah, but it wasn't the, the it was more of your, you know, cruise original yeah. still reserve. What everybody drank, right? It was like quantity <laughs> over quality. Yeah. 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 The Mickeys, you know, the forties. Yeah. Zimas. Were you Zima era? No. no but that was cool when they brought it back about yeah. seven years ago for a minute there. Yeah, not a real short. I don't think I, I have had the chance of um, consuming that. 
<laughs> we sold it. I sold it at Papago. Did you? Then, yeah. Ah, shit. Yeah. I should have went to Papago. I know. We should bring it back. Yeah, you could talk to Zima. Oh, Zima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're Four Peaks, you just call it Lima, right? Yeah. Which Lima is really good. Andy, I'm not saying you stole that, but if you did, good job. Yeah, no. Good idea. <laughs> um, so you got into craft beer. What did you start like? Like, what did you like about it? Um, being new into the craft beer, I think like one of my biggest excitement was actually mixing the like Young's Double Chocolate Stout with the banana beer. Oh, <laughs> with the banana beer. Really embarrassing. No, that, that, we all have embarrassing beginnings. Uh, yeah, yeah, but then I got introduced to Yazoo Brewery out there, which is a really popular brewery okay. in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Yaz or Yazoo? Yazoo. Yazoo Brewery. Okay. Yeah, Y-A-Z-O-O. Um, so it was, and the, the, the community is really kind of what I fell in love with more so in the beer. Yeah. The girls I worked with were great. My manager was awesome. So it was craft beer focused. Like it, it was, was a, okay. It was all craft beer focused. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, when we went out at night and I would drink a Michelob Ultra, my, with my bar manager, she would be like, you're literally shaving right me right now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Get the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I, I lived out there for three years, worked out the Flying Saucer. And then when I came to Arizona, I knew I wanted to stay in craft beer. Yeah. So I actually applied for a waitress position at Four Peaks. When was they, this? What, if you don't mind me going, oh like what gosh. year approximately? Um, sometime in my 20s. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to do the math, it's, but it's COVID time. We don't know what day it is that today. Is very true. It's like a time warp. It is a time warp. Yeah. So, so, but in your twenties, right? Or early twenties. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, probably about 23. Okay. Give or take. And then I applied for, uh, four peaks and they never called me back. What? Yeah. Fuckers. Was this before or after the. Oh, way before. The dance way with before the, the devil. Bio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but that's okay because that's when Papago fell into my lap and I got the uh, amazing opportunity of becoming part owner. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. I think we've talked about it briefly, but how is that? I mean, show, tell me all of the details of the records and the legal terms. Mm-hmm. No, uh, the, I mean, uh, I still didn't I'm understand any of the contracts. <laughs> Till then, I <laughs> really wish I knew our guild lawyer at the time. <laughs> she looks now. She's like, "What the hell are you doing, Chris? I don't know." But well, so, how did that happen? So, Fort Peaks doesn't call you, right? That's yeah. when I moved out here. I, I applied at Chili's, and and they wanted to hire me, and then they I, they I did this test, and they they were like, "You're not a right fit for us." And I'm like, yeah. like "What?" And then was it the marijuana test? No, I no. passed that. Oh, okay, I passed good. that with the flying colors. It was <laughs> it was all green. Yeah. I, <laughs> No, no, long story short, I didn't realize until two years ago that really what happened in like 2000, I got, I walked out of a Chili's that I worked at as a cook on Black Friday. I had like a mental breakdown. I was on fry, like I walked out on them and then 10 years later I applied there and they said I couldn't have a job. They still had your record? Yeah, apparently. I guess. I don't know. I didn't think that I didn't put those two things together until like, like I said, two years ago, one of our friends, when I told him the story, he's like, dude, you don't think they had a record of you walking out the back, taking out the garbage and then getting in your car. (laughs) All right. Where were we going with this? A lot happens in 10 years. (laughs) I think legally a business has to keep your record for like eight years and then they can shred it. That would make sense because mm-hmm. this was probably 2000 and then I moved out here in 2007. So they okay. still, yeah, they, they still had that, that, that footage from the security <laughs> camera. 
This asshole walked out on Black Friday. Yeah, all right. Anyways, um, so uh, so you, how did Papa go come um, about? Google. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where else can I, where do you work if Four Peaks Arizona doesn't call you breweries. back? Yeah. Um, so literally, I mean, I was uh, living still in the West Valley. Uh, still craft beer was more so in the East Valley back then. Okay. Uh, so I literally just kind of walked in, brought in my resume. Leah talked to me and I told her, I was like, you know, within two years, I'll be running this place. Within two years, I got the job opportunity, like, you know, as, as higher up. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she hired me as a morning shift, kind of learned everything. Then, um, she promoted me to a manager for about another year. Yeah. And, uh, that was when she was starting to develop her plans for Husbury, and she offered me her shares. Her shares, meaning oh, like... the part ownership of the business. Wow. Mm-hmm. No, so what a great person to learn from. Like, what a great person to pull you into that. Yes. And, uh, you know, little did I know Leah that much back then. And I am very fortunate I was able to learn a lot from her in the early stages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and also probably, I think having the opportunity to see her as she's going through that growth too right like not a matter of like all right i've hit the pinnacle and now i'm kind of in my you know we're, mm-hmm. we're in the later stages of ownership or something it's like no you're watching me take this rise as well. yeah, yeah yeah so it, it was awesome and even just you know i i am happy that i did choose papago brewing other than four peaks or any other brewery because where i am now as in the guild or any, anything else of the foundation and the Pink Boots Society, I, I got to meet every type of person in the beer industry way early on before I even thought of a job opportunity as a guild. Yeah. I already knew, you know, the, the, the Crescent Crown people, the Hensley people, the self-distribution people, yeah. um, the, the startups and even out-of-towners. You know, we were 30 beers on draft all rotating in 500 different bottles. Yeah. It was like a 13-door cooler. Back in, in, in that time, in that, that wasn't, time. like, now you see them, you know, you see them, you know, Crap Beer, Hop Stop, Tortoise, any of those places, that's kind of, but Popco was doing that. Popco was also like a, uh, to me, it was a little bit of a throwback where you walked in, and you almost kind of felt you know, like you're in Flagstaff a little bit, right? Like it had that. Because of the old wood. The old, the old wood. <laughs> the <laughs> old adobe. Yeah. <laughs> That doesn't seem the like stuff a stuff that point was really hard to clean. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I can tell in your voice it's like it's not as cool. Stainless as you think, steel, dude. you know, yeah. go that way. If you're opening up a bar or restaurant, stainless steel is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. So how did that? So you get that? You you get into that position? Where where does it go? Well, first of all, why were you why were you so confident and driven to say this is what I'm gonna do? My dad was really proud of me for never having to buy a beer again. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You know, Check that off. You, know, you got your parents, you know, oh, they were so proud of you type of moment of yeah. being in the craft beer industry. Uh, no, it's literally people. Uh, like I said, you know, if I want to do a podcast by myself, I wouldn't do it with anybody else but you. And if ah, I wasn't in this industry, I wouldn't be able to meet you. Yeah. You know, just like Marshall and, and Joe at, at Goodfellas and... Yeah. You know, Leah and Rob, and I, I can go on and on with everybody that are, I believe, are my friends and not just peers of the craft beer industry. Yeah. 
Yeah, like where you got to kind of put on that face of like, all right, well, we're going into this meeting. We better, you know, like, yeah. hey, fuckers, what's up? Yeah, <laughs> like crack open a beer and start cussing 24-7. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Just Wait, complaining about so normal serious? life yeah. instead of normal <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's it's that and also sharing the opportunity with other people that I had at such an early stage and at it in my you know, mid-20s of being able to own my own establishment and, and being a a local owner, independent owner is great. And to help these new breweries and planning succeed, watch, you know, other breweries, you know, go to their five year, 10 year anniversaries. Yeah. Um, and then also even with closures, unfortunately, it's been a really hard year and people coming to us and being able to help them do that as well. It's not easy. Yeah. And it's really yeah. a, a mind mess up. You can okay. swear if you want to. <laughs> Not now. It's too late on this one. Next one, I will though. Next time, all right, cool. Green yeah, light. yeah, yeah. So it's it's really being able to help them with that too. Sure. Uh, yeah. This is something I know that I want to be in in the rest of my life, and you know, I always tell Rob, I'm like, you know, whenever you retire, don't get gone, Rob. Time move on, boy. No, definitely not ready for his his, his position anytime soon. Ah, oh, man. It I takes guess. another animal to, to be a Rob Fulmer. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And animal was great word. You said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to cut that part out. Rob Fulmer <laughs> is an animal. Nah. No, Rob is, he does those things that, um, I can't even fathom. Like I don't even, you know, I don't know. He just, he, he thinks of, he thinks differently. And to that is to the advantage of Arizona beer. Right to be able to articulate and and sift through the complications of like all those numbers and SBs seventeens and all. Right? Yes, yeah. I actually had to call our lawyer to help me out with some of this verbiage, um, but it's Rob really wants me to get in like two sentences of telling people what the guilt does, and I'm having a really hard time putting it in two sentences because of everything that we we have sure. the capability of doing right. with literally just myself and Rob and our our board members. Yeah. Uh so it's it's a lot and I'm still trying to figure it out but I learn something every day and that's what I like about this job too is that it pushes me in different areas of things I would have had no idea about even trying. Uh-huh. Um you know it, Graphic designing. Yeah. <laughs> Another great thing, Website right? It's like development. Adobe Walt. <laughs> <laughs> Two thumbs up. The, yeah, yeah, smile, the, yeah. The, the crazy things that you would never learn. And um, it's, but that's just the small stuff. Sure. You know, other than yeah. that, yes, we do, you know, lobbying and, and we, you know, change laws for the better for our, our community and our uh, craft beer bars and breweries. But also, it's, you know, we have a foundation where. You know, in last year, we raised over $40,000 for one individual in one day. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it, you can just really keep going on and on about the benefits of the Craft Brewers Guild. Yeah, absolutely. Any uh, guild. Yeah. Not even just sure. Arizona. What is a guild? Explain what a guild is. Because I'm also going to make you explain Papago, too. That, that, yeah. Because everybody has questions. What is Papago? Yeah, you know, I, I actually never... Looked at the definition of a guild. All right. Well, in the mean, I'll look it up, Kristen. Google. Yeah. Right. That's how you. Yeah. That's how you found chilies. Wait, no, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> best, it's best a- chicken crispers in the country. Uh, <laughs> there's chicken now crispers. I'm gonna have really to go good. to Chili's after uh, this. You know, I'll save you the time. Um, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, you tell the story. About, I'm gonna look up what the definition of guild is, and uh, you. 
Tell me, what, it, what was Papago, right? So when you joined Papago, it was just, it was just a brewery that had... Oh, like, well, before days. I mean, Papago opened in 2001. Original, like, that was the very first iteration of Papago. Yeah, okay. I was in eighth grade then. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> so it was pretty awesome. You I know, needed help um, with the kegs, but uh, <laughs> other than that. So uh, it was actually a craft beer spot, but it also more was like more of your homebrew shop. Okay. To go and buy homebrew at, homebrew supplies at. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. so that's how it kind of originated. And yeah. then it grew more into what people go know of Papago today. Okay. Uh, but it was open for 15 years. Um, first original craft beer bar in the state of Arizona. Okay. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. It's actually funny because they were known for no crap on tap was like a thing, a saying that they try to do. Mm-hmm. But the Flying Saucer, who my previous employer was in Tennessee... They wrote, uh, I guess they owned it, the name of the saying, No Crap on Tap, and they tried to sue Papago for using it. What are the chances of those two companies come? You, it's you. Yeah. You did that. Yeah. Well, that was before my time, I think. <laughs> but no, that Everything is a, was before my time. That, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Yeah, you were. It was a picture of you. I wasn't me. It wasn't me. Nope. Nope. Uh, so that is a weird connection, though. Mm-hmm. So who got to use it? Oh no, Papago just absolutely t- like they were done. They they never used it after that. I think uh-huh, they folded okay. up the sign. I'm pretty sure it's like either give it to the other owner or it's in my shed out back. If it's in your shed, we need to we need, we to, need get to that find out. it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Just marching down the streets with it over. Our heads. Yeah, but uh, that's how I know about the eight year thing because all of the paperwork uh, is in the shed in my backyard. Okay. <laughs> is that like in your she shed? <laughs> <laughs> she shed of just. <laughs> Boxes of paperwork that I'm writing, yeah. <laughs> writing for that one free shred. shed day in yeah. Arizona that you get. Right. Where you just in a dump truck, yeah. just dumps it in there. It's not coming, Chris. I'm going to tell you that. So, uh, all right, real quick. A guild is a medi- medieval association of craftsmen and merchants often having considerable power. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, or it is also an association of people for mutual aid or for the pursuit of a common goal. That's great. Yeah, and then the other one has species in the description, so I won't read that one. Mm-mm. That's a little too deep for where we're going. So uh, <laughs> it is Festivus today. Did you know that? No. Yeah. I didn't really know what Festivus was until recently. Do you know what it is? Uh, no. So it's uh, from Seinfeld. So George's family had this thing that they did called Festivus, which was like the, like the anti-Christmas. And they had a thing that they a thing that they did called the airing of the grievances. And I think they they'd yell at each other and shit. So... I keep taking this way off the rails. That's the I'm day sorry. you decided to can. Festivus, <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a good, that's a good. All right. What are we drinking, Kristen? I, would you be down to read? Are you a good reader? Maybe. Okay. I want you to read the description of this beer and do it in your best like Western accent. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, My Western it. always turns Asian. <laughs> Let me. And then we describe Rob Plummer. <laughs> <laughs> You're not getting out of this. Um, several years ago, a Yankee named Eric Walters came out west seeking his fortune, and he found it in the form of liquid gold with a color akin. Akin. Akin <laughs> to the beautiful Arizona sunset, this double dry imperial IPA will inspire you to tap into everything amazing about the 48th state. With hops that grow wild in the desert soil, this beer is a true Arizona IPA. 
boom, nailed it. I like Worst it. Western impression I've ever heard. I forgot about it. No, I just totally ditched that idea. <laughs> cool idea, asshole. I'm I not mean, doing that. Yeah. I can't even say Atkin. <laughs> Was that like a diet? Atkins diet. <laughs> it is Atkins friendly, yes. Um, hey, I'm going to pause this a second because I need to recharge. I need to get another battery on here. So um, this break is brought to you by Tap That Hazy Hazy IPA. And we're back into it. So Kristen was just talking about how much she loves the beer, right? Yes. Are you? Yes. Tell me all those words again. <laughs> <laughs> all the nice ones, not the mean <laughs> ones. Uh, right? That double. So this is a double dry hopped IPA with uh, cashmere and Zappa hops. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about that. So Zappa is like a Neo-Mexicano, grows naturally in the Southwest. So, and it has the name Zappa, which is really cool. <laughs> Right? <laughs> and then Kashmir. Kashmir is the Zeppelin song, Kashmir. Like there's, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of depth to this beer. Yes. Yeah. No, it is really like for a double IPA, it's, it's sneaky. It is. <laughs> yes. 8.2%. This yes. son of a gun is, uh, and it was just, we just canned it today. So Marshall said after it'll sit for a week and we'll release it on the 30th. And by then he said it'll like kind of settle out and. It's a good crushable beer, though. Yeah, it is at eight point two percent. That's mm-hmm. dangerous. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers! Yes, right? <laughs> way to start off. Available on the thirtieth. Bring in twenty twenty one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So uh, we we were talking about Papago. So I know I got off track. I I don't know even well, what I was talking about. Really Seinfeld quick. Or something. Where will people be able to buy these at? Simple machine okay. for sure. One hundred percent. From what I know, just at this point, uh, Trevor's on McDowell and Scottsdale Road. It is amazing. Awesome. Awesome place. They're going to have a couple cases there. Uh, but that's really, so far, that's so, I'm sure by the time this comes out, it'll be updated as to where it's going to be. But the goal is to get this thing across the state. Not just a one-time collaboration like a tap that easy hazy all the time, all over the state, everywhere. You walk out your door and it falls on your head. Yeah. Kind of shit. Creating this beer. <laughs> did you like homebrew it? Where'd you come up with a recipe? No, me and Marshall. You guys. Yeah. yeah. It was just me and Marshall. I was like, dude, I have this idea for a beer. You know, I, and you know, I love Arizona stuff. So I want something to be something. And, and we're going to do different iterations like uh, forage for ingredients and then do like a prickly pear version, things like that. So I kind of gave him the idea. I'm like, dude, here's my idea. And he's like. Without really much convincing, was like hell yeah, <laughs> let's do it. So, uh, so yeah, really excited. We want to get um, some people involved, uh, Sanagua Malt and Grain R and D, and really, if possible, make this thing one hundred percent Arizona ingredients. That would be great. Yeah. So, and for it to come, and for Marshall to say with this first iteration of it, for him to say that's good is that's a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Because he's usually like, Ugh. I'm like, dude, it's good. He's like, I don't. Like, all right. But this one, he's like, dude, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, you guys, I'll, I'll take a, a four pack on my way home today. Goddamn right you will. <laughs> <laughs> so Papago, what, what is the, so you joined there and it was, it was a brewery or no, it was home no. brew shop. And then it was, tell me, take me a from home. A craft beer brew. bar. Okay. Never a brewery. Never um, a brewery. Okay. So we never okay. had a number three license, license, which is a microbrewery license. Okay. Um, we just contract brewed. We, they started contract brewing with Sunbury and then they went to Oak Creek. Some con- brewery? Some, no, like, no, like, okay, I okay. can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Before my time, remember? Before yeah. my time. Not like that brewery. No. Not like Sunbury. No, no. <laughs> I love that brewery, though. I do. I do, yes. <laughs> um, uh, no, uh, some, 
one brewery they were contract brewing before Oak Creek, and then they went to Oak Creek. And then um, when Leah opened up Huss, then we contract brewed through Huss. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So someone just came up with the recipes for... Um, Ron Cloth and Paul, I can't remember his last name, and Johnny Miller, I believe, were the ones who kind of came up with a recipe of Orange Blossom, Coconut Joe. Yeah. Oud Supers. What's that one? That is a Belgian... Something. Belgian. Belgian. <laughs> Man, you're bringing me back to like back in the you day. I can't you remember if I ate anything those. for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the brands that live on now are Coconut Joe and Orange Blossom, which are legendary yeah. Arizona beers. Yes. Right? Like yes. legendary. Um, so it worked out really well because I guess we, obviously we were, and I shouldn't be using the word contract brew. A better word would be a collaboration. Brew. Okay. Okay. Um, so because it was still our beer and Huss was brewing it and we didn't realize what, how much of a monster orange blossom really was. You have to think of how you saw it everywhere you went and yeah. we didn't even have a sales rep. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's just, so people right. want it and like you guys are having to get it to people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we distributed through Crescent Crown distribution, which was great then. Um, I know they're the ones obviously who got it out to the market, but it, it really took off once when we sold Papago to Leah at Husbury. Okay. Because they were really be able to, they, they understood what the project was. They yeah. already brewed it. You know, Leah was part of it from the get go. It was literally like, a, it, it, we, we found the baby at home. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> finally. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, so it was, it was really a great partnership with being able to, uh, have her her buy that uh, once when we had to sell Papago because of the area being demolished. Yeah, and th- is that what it was? Like it was, it got they were just bought the whole it, section out. Yeah, so it was really hard. A new uh, landlord came in, and everyone has seen the old Papago Plaza. It's old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like one of the first shopping centers in Arizona too. There's some history behind that plaza. That plaza has a very like uh Goodfellas kind of feel to it, right? Like 70s, 80s, like people yes. in Arizona and Las Vegas would be making a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. A lot of fucking holes in the desert. Yes. Right? Yes. Shit, right? Yes. Those are the customers we got sometimes. <laughs> Did you really? Um so no, so it was uh it, it, you know, they 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 knew Landlord bought it, and he wanted to obviously redo the place. Yeah. Uh, when he started to go through renovation, he was just going to kind of do the normal reservation with update. You know, they were there. He was just going to update it. Yeah. When he kind of started getting more in depth with the structure, he realized there's no way they can save this building. They're going to have to demolish it and start from the ground uh. up. Uh, with anything with opening up a restaurant, people know, or an establishment or buildings, it, it, it takes construction. I mean, yeah. how long has that one street been closed by your house? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just thought that's how they built like, it. Like are they ever? When do they work? Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we all complain about Seems that. Seems like Arizona. a sore spot, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So it, we, he did, you know, month to month with us and landlord was really, really cool about it, but it was just to the point where, the businesses around us started closing and then we were the last ones in the plaza Yeah, and 
it, we just never didn't. It was just we weren't getting as much traffic then because everybody thought we were closed at that point because it looked like uh, we were closed. We had no neighbors. Yeah. So we decided to just kind of hang the towel and we still had a great product that yeah. needed to stay alive. And, and that was when, um, you know, we, we brought Leah and Huspering in, back into the picture and decided to sell. Uh, but then I, you know, just had a newborn baby. You know, we were trying to look for another location. It just really wasn't the right timing. And especially for me, I remember when, when Frazier's closed just down the street of, of, at, down Scottsdale, we were looking at that plaza and one of the owners, uh, John, Johnny Miller, he opened up and, and this place has been closed for a few months and I'm nine yeah. months pregnant trying to, you know, look around and the lights are off. It's hot. It was like June, something like <laughs> of that. Course it always is. It's, and, yeah. and he opens up the walk-in. <laughs> And I'm standing right in front of there. There was still meats and food. Oh. And it was just, and I was like, and I was, you know. You're sensitive. You remember your wife when she was pregnant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do. Luckily, she doesn't listen to this show. Holy shit. No, no. She's good. She was, she was lucky. Like, she was very lucky. But I've heard that oversen- oversensitive, the, right? Oversensitive. Yeah. And then I was like, I am not cut out for this right now. <laughs> just happened to me uh, <laughs> so no it was just a lot going on in my life and i wasn't ready to to restart another sure. business at the time yeah yeah so so then you well we know you're with the guild uh at this point right you join on with the guild right um how long ago did you join two with the years two and a half years okay my first day was brewcon 2018 no shit so june july wow. yeah 2018. that's a good start that's hitting the ground running yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little chaos. intimidating the first day sure. with Brucon. So. Uh-huh. It mm-hmm. was, it, but um, yeah, it was, that was my first day. Yeah. I can't wait to be able to do Brucon. Now, like talking about it, that was actually one of my favorite events of the year. Really? Mm-hmm. Always? Like every year it is? I mean, yeah, it's only been, I've only done technically one. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> That's it's it's pretty awesome. I'll give you my top three. <laughs> I'm going to give you my top three of them. <laughs> Okay, well let's let's bring it up up to current because we I could go I could take you down pass all day I think, I, I blame it on the tap that easy hazy yes I don't I, that eight point two percent is sneaky um, but uh, w- let's talk about what you have on that piece of paper right there Kristen <laughs> well at first let's talk should we talk about this this is the re coupon yes yeah yeah so it is a re coupon AZ beer booklet. And this oh. thing is hefty. This has got some, it's, it's beautiful, and it is filled with deals. Yeah, so um, it, it is hefty. It's, it's, there's 135 coupons wow. in the booklet total. $35 for this, right? $35. Okay. It is over $750 in value. Shit. And it expires December 31st, 2021. So you have an entire year to use all 135 coupons. Dang. Um, but it fits perfectly in your glove compartment. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Yes. So you just always keep it on you. Yeah. And, oh, hey, I'm going to end up at this brewery. Let's, you know, bring this out. Um, so it's it, it it's great. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I want to thank Printing Solutions, first off, for helping us design and make this booklet. Uh, they are one of our major sponsors for this and actually uh, did this to, like, the... the uh, Gave us this project pretty much. Yeah, uh, they they made the booklet. They at no cost. Oh in, wow! And supporting nice. the guild to be able. And to who was this these. again? Printing solutions. Printing solutions. Out okay. In Tempe. Nice, nice job to them. Shout out to those guys. Yes. So there's 57 breweries, Arizona breweries total in this booklet. 135 coupons, and okay. it expires December 31st, 2021. Those are the 
big parts of it. Uh, they are available either online at chooseazbrews.com. Again, chooseazbrews.com. Just <laughs> <laughs> so remember that. Put also, a little jingle upcoming it events too. and stuff for 2021 and 2022 will be on that website. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and also participating breweries, too. If you go on chooseazybrews.com, you can see the participating breweries that are in the booklet and also where they are sold at. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, there's about, I want to say, around probably 35 breweries total that you can buy these booklets at as well. Okay. Gotcha. So many great things. As I'm looking through here, right? First of all, uh, Old Ellsworth's ability to create really cool things. Their coupons are homie hookup, which is two flights for for 10 bucks, or you can get a dollar off one beer called I drink alone. <laughs> I love it. But no, there's so many, so many great things in here. I mean, you know, if you want, uh, you look at these and it's like, all right, do I want to make a trip up to Clarkdale? Check out Smelter Town. I've been wanting to try that place out. Look at this shit. I got four coupons. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I know Oso is a free growler fill, which is one of the really good coupons in there. Uh, You know, the shop has 50% off any draft pour, and that is any draft pour. So it's not even, you know, your, your, your basic pricing. Uh, it's, it's literally all around the Valley from, uh, Flagstaff, Prescott, like you said, Clarkdale, um, Tucson, all around Metro Phoenix. I think I saw a couple, uh, are there some, uh, tap rooms in here too? There are tap rooms. So we do have, uh, caps and corks out in Tucson. And then also we have, uh, Carrie with, uh, the owner's name is Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. Uh, <laughs> where you were at yesterday. Oh, Cactus Tap Room. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yep. Ah, Carrie's awesome. I know. I love Carrie, her. So she's in here too? Yes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Excellent. This is really this is really great. So n- this is not, uh, this was not the plan, right? Because this was, you guys had to do this because COVID, right? I yeah. Mean, so this is our first year uh, doing any type of booklet, uh, coupon booklet, especially like this. Normally, uh, our main revenue generator is festivals. Unfortunately, the ones that people know and love. The yeah. ones that people know and love, specifically Strong Beer Festival and Real Wild and Woody. Yeah. Uh, so we had to, which everybody's favorite word is pivot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> um, right? Anybody that's a Friends fan, my, my wife's a huge Friends fan, right? You yeah. probably too. Yes. Right? We all know pivot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we uh, try to th- find another revenue generator that can literally, it benefits us. It benefits our breweries because it gets consumers to come in yep. and, and possibly even like you said, you know, oh, I, I, I want to go check out Smelter. Yeah. And, and there's some breweries that your average beer lover may not have even heard of before. Sure. In here. Yeah. So it's, yep. it's great for them to be able to experience, have new experiences, find these new breweries, give them, you know, their... I own money. <laughs> Was that on your paper? Is that how you wrote that out? No, it's it, it's great for our breweries, small businesses, great for the guild, and yep. it also you know it, it it saves money for the consumer as well. And that's a fun thing to do. Like, oh, what do I got to do? Oh, you got to buy a beer, oh, and then what? Then we give you half off. Fuck, I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, and, and you know, there are not many people in the world I know who love a challenge more than craft beer people, right? Like, oh, you have how many coup- how many coupons are in here? One hundred thirty-five. One hundred thirty-five. Like, oh, 
I got a year to do 135. I can do that. That's doable. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yep. you know, coming on the 30th, get the tap that is hazy, hazy IPA, and there's a 20% off total purchase at Simple Machine. Exactly. See? It's how you frame it, right? Yes. It's, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, but you would want to drink those slowly, right? Depends 8.2%. On. Depends yeah. on what your goal is for the day. On a Monday, not on a Saturday. What is today? Wednesday? Yeah, but. I have three. I have tomorrow off. Oh, there. Take two of those four packs. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so no, that's that's huge because people will still want to support the guild. Uh, I mean, through this whole thing, I mean, the things that you guys have done. Um, we, we were talking when we were canning back there. Uh, Frank from Simple Machine was like, dude, the things that they've done to t- keep us up to date on everything through this whole mess has been amazing. Right? So, I think that uh, it, seeing that, that respect coming the other way. I think it's great, right? Because people are really pushing this, the breweries. Yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and, and we're also doing a, a kickback, too, is, you know, when, you know, servers are, are hurting out there, too. Sure. Yeah. You know, servers, bartenders, their hours are being cut. They can only be at 50% capacity. It's been a really hard year for all of those employees. And you think how many small businesses there are out there in Arizona. Yeah. Um, and a majority of them restaurants. So we do sell them for $35 at breweries. But uh, there is a kickback for servers and bartenders where they get $5 of that. Oh, nice. Okay. So it's yeah. also, you know, it, it, it gives back to your, your hardworking citizens as well in Arizona. Sure. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and then you give them a little bit of extra incentive to, you know, to say, hey, man, push some of these and five bucks each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to start doing that. I'll start hustling them. I'm going yeah. to stand on the street corner and I slap sold, them. <laughs> I sold one while I was waiting for you here. And Did you really? Like, yeah, I'm going to ask Marshall for my five bucks when I leave. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I kicked that Just with your hand out. Like, oh, where's that? Where's that five bucks? Yeah. Okay, so once again, you can go to where? The website? Chooseazbrews.com. Okay. And you can you can see all the participating locations. And all the participating locations is where you can buy them as well. Yes. Right? Coupons and buy them there. Yes. Well. Awesome. Cool. Well, that's great because then people can not only make a trip in there to buy the book, they can use it. And it's like... It's like a whole circle. Yeah, yeah. And if yeah. you still have, you know, well, I guess this will be aired after Christmas. I don't know. Well, yeah, when is Christmas? Friday. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Never why, mind. Why, what was going to be They're your... They're great stocking stuffers. Yeah, they are. They, that, that, yeah, that would have been great. Uh, yeah. But... <laughs> It's a good idea six, for you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> next year when you, all right, here's a 135 coupons. Uh, you got to f- fill these all out. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, great, great stuff. Uh, what else? What else is um, so, going on? Right yeah. Now? So coming down the pipeline, uh, we are still not sure of what strong beer will hold in February. If okay. it will be some type of festival, if it'll be some type of an event, uh, something, uh, what we do have coming that is a for sure thing in February is a rebuild the guild collaboration brew. Oh, nice. Okay. So that is going to be a statewide brew, uh, where, uh, I don't have a lot of the breweries that will participate in it because we're still in the early stages sure. of it, but it'll be a majority of Arizona breweries bring up an IPA of their own crazy recipe that they come up with and proceeds will uh, benefit the Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. So that's going to be our next one down the pipeline for uh, uh, raising money for us. 
Excellent. And so what is that uh, timeline, you say? That will be on sale at Participating Breweries February 1st. So that'll be around the time when Strong Beer Festival, Strong Beer Week, everybody's expecting, you know, the the Arizona craft beer community to really come together. And we decided that'd be a great idea to launch the Rebuild the Guild collaboration. Yeah. Heck yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So it'd be IPA style, but we're allowing any brewery to kind of do their own creative twist on it because that's what they they're known for. That's what they love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I will buy lots of it from here. Yeah. And drinks. Drink yeah. Some. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. pretty sure Marshall will be part of it in yeah. some way. Heck yeah. I love these guys. They always do really cool things. They're very welcoming of the community and it's close to me. I mean, let's, let's cut to the chase, yeah. right? That's why. <laughs> They're close to me. That's what, what's your favorite part about Simple Machine? They're close to me. No, no, they're they're just awesome. We're we're really getting some cool places up here. So, um, well, what else? So, I there are some things that um, over. The, I mean, I think through COVID, you guys have been able to really do some great things as far as interpreting what's what's going on and, and things like that. But you guys have been pushing some initiatives and things, right? Yeah. So um, during the beginning of the shutdown. March. Yeah. I can't remember Ish. if it was February or March. <laughs> Doesn't matter. March. <laughs> March. <laughs> uh, when, when Governor Ducey, he would go on every, you know, few days or weeks and, and do an executive order yeah. that, that affected our small businesses. He would be very vague. And then you would have to wait for the executive order to come out. Um, and, and that's basically the, like, that's the word. Like, that's the like, verbiage that yeah. comes out. To be able to to pick that ver- verbiage is really hard. Um, to to kind of really, interpret it. Like to, for, to interpret it between what licenses. Uh, so what what literally, like every time when Governor Ducey went on TV, I would remember, okay, Rob is talking to our lawyer right now. Yeah. They are going through exactly what the verbiage is that all of our breweries and bar and restaurants need to know. And then I would just be sitting by my phone waiting for Rob to call me or text me or email me yeah. to be able to, as soon as he gets everything ready and down to what everyone will need to know, then I would just send it out to all of our members. Gotcha. gotcha so that they yeah. would know what to do within their businesses because most of the time it would be within 24 hours when they would have to make that adjustment. Yeah. And being a part owner of my, you know, Papago Brewing Company, I couldn't even imagine having to go through that literally, you know, just alone understanding the verbiage and not knowing, you know, that if I'm breaking the law or not, or my license will be suspended or I'll get some huge fine. Yeah. You know? And so to be able to have the clutch of the guild right there to tell you exactly what you need to do, if you have any questions and be on call 24 seven, you know, it was, it was great to be able to have that during that. Um, you know, I, I did put in my notes right here that, uh, uh, one thing that did, uh, let's see, I'm going to see if Amanda shut down. So Arizona Breeze, they were uh, designated essential workers first and had the ability to open more days than other license holders. Okay. Um, so Meaning like they, they were able to, they had more flexibility? So we positioned them more to have the rights of restaurants than okay. the restrictions, restrictions on the bars. Remember when gotcha. um, you had to serve food? It had to be a restaurant. You couldn't just have alcohol establishments be open. Uh, We were able to implement that for Arizona breweries so that they could be able to stay open Uh, and be in the same category as restaurants who had to serve food. Nice. Um, So throughout of all of this, and that was literally, you know, Rob and our lawyer buckling down, trying to figure out ways and be innovative of keeping these breweries open during these hard times in any way that we could. 
Um, so that was probably one of the biggest things. And like I said, the, the, the communication. Sure. Yep. I would make sure I was sitting in front of that TV watching Ducey the whole time waiting for Rob's call to be able to get our breeze. And it was, it was clockwork. Yeah. Well, and you got so mm-hmm. many people with so many different styles of business uh, and so many different kind of categories of business, right? It's like that classic, uh, you know, when you open it up to the public of like, well, yeah, but what if my shoelace breaks? Mm-hmm. It's not going to break. Well, mine did. You know? So like, what about me? So then but what do you yeah, do? That's, yeah, that's, that's a very, I'm not envious of that position you guys are in at any point, right? <laughs> but especially during that, right? Because people are looking to you guys for answers, right? And, yes. and I got to say, you guys came through with kicking ass for sure. But like, how do you deal with that? And we always made sure to have an answer. We always, yeah. you know, and, and that was without the support of this coupon booklet without the support of the rebuild the guild collaboration brew that's going to happen in february uh our bars and restaurants in arizona breweries wouldn't be able to have the support that we have been able to give them yeah during this whole pandemic sure and yeah. you know we want them to be able to rely on us to help them go in the right direction you know if they do have any uncertainty in any way that we can yeah so yeah. it's, it is really important that, you know, and, and we couldn't do this without our breweries and we couldn't do this without the consumers. You know, it's a circle of life. It is. It is. I knew that was coming somewhere. <laughs> it is. I'm a mother of a four-year-old. Yeah, right. Let's get real. Let's, let's put this um, in perspective. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, buy the recoupon booklet and, and help support your, you're, you're not only supporting us, you're supporting your community and your mom and pop shops. Yeah. Around Arizona. Yep. And, and I would say to anybody that's listening to this, like, find Arizona Craft Brewers Guild. Website is? Chooseazbrews.com. There it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, go there. And just, just to, it's, it's, it's interesting to kind of see all of the things that you guys, that you guys do, right? And I, I, I think that it's, it's a, a thankless job a lot of times, right? Because you're behind the scenes, right? You're behind the scenes of, of helping support these, these breweries and, uh, doing the shit that like people don't get right? <laughs> like it's 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 not as simple as like oh well the doors are open the, the beer is on tap let's just like especially now like you need that support of people that know the and and i don't want you guys to take this the wrong way but the boring side of things right <laughs> like people, yes. the consumer doesn't care about like the sb this or that right they but you, what you guys are doing is essential for the customer to be able to enjoy what they enjoy mm-hmm. right? to not have to worry about that. Right. Yeah. Um, but so, you guys are at a point now you guys need that assistance for sure. Well, it's just, you know, just as simple as about like, you know, seven years ago, uh, the guild changed a lot of, you know, growlers instead of just being glass, they could do, you know, the stainless steel or that really cool uh, growler that you have at home. Um, you know, they, they help change that law. Okay. Yeah. So it just doesn't have to be glass growlers anymore. Um, but on a, on a deeper level, right? Something like that is like as a consumer, like, oh, I don't care about it. Well, that like, think of how that saves, what that saves the brewery, like caught, like there's so much involved, so many tentacles to that, that it's like, that could be huge for the brewery to save them money or whatever. Right. Oh yeah. I remember I was telling Rob, I was like, man, when you guys pass that law, did you have to do it on a Wednesday? He's like, what? And I was like, yeah, I was at Papago and I was a server then and instead of closing at midnight. We had to close at 2 a.m. because the law changed at midnight for the next day. Yeah. And we had to close at 2 a.m. because I was selling the crap out of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> out of the stainless steel ones? Yes. Yeah. But 
sales were great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I made a ton of money that night within the two hours, but couldn't you do it on Saturday? Right. <laughs> Give us some heads up. Give us some preparation. Yeah, but no, that's what that's what you guys do. You you do those behind the scenes things. So, you know, on, on behalf of the beer community, I thank you. Yeah, you yeah. You guys for doing and, what you do. You know, you know, how you said you want, you know, tap that AZ, hazy IPA, you know, around the valley and everything like that. What else, yeah. what else we have changed is self-distribution models just mm. like what simple machine is they can go and clean lines at uh suppliers that that want to carry their beer ah. so to guarantee that you are drinking a, a good quality clean beer yeah we were able to give that out you know what i mean change a lot to be able to make that happen so like uh, someone like simple machine wasn't able to do that you had to be part no, of the no. one of the distribute like the bigger companies that had yeah, so yeah. the bar and restaurant had to pay their own and do it themselves or, or oh, pay a, yeah, a, yeah. a third-party company to be able to do it. But you couldn't do it because it would look like you are trying to bribe somebody into taking your beer beforehand. Uh-huh. Um, but now it's it's more of, I mean, we want everybody to be healthy. You want to make sure your lines are clean. For sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Health issues. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, you know, what, what you said that the consumers don't really really see that, but when you start to think about it and look at the you know, out, outer part of what it is about, Yeah, that that's huge. Yeah. And then also, you know that your beer isn't going to follow some sour jalapeno <laughs> IPA. <laughs> Wait, you who's know? making that? Man, I'm in. <laughs> um, yeah. um, and, and then it would, it would contaminate your beer and it wouldn't taste what you put your heart and soul into in brewing it. Sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's your baby leaves the brewery and you're like, I hope it's okay. Yep. Yeah. You leave it. Yeah. yeah. So, well, thank you guys for what you guys do. Yeah, yeah. So you're, are you going to go out and clean all the lines now that your beer goes on? <laughs> nah, can only. Only cans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no okay. Doubt. Only cans. No, no. We, we did a, I think we, we're doing a keg here. Uh, and I think that's it for now. Mostly in cans. So. Oh, and there's this direct draw. So it's easy. Yeah. 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 So pretty excited about that. But, um, well, cool. Anything else you, you want to share? I got to wrap this up. My wife and kids oh, yeah, are excited to, to see me on Christmas Eve Eve. Um, that's uh, we're we're we we keep extending the holiday season, right? We're at like eight weeks now, I think. Because <laughs> my my one daughter's birthday is October sixth, and then our anniversary is January first. So we have both my daughters, both me and my wife, my mother in law, Thanksgiving. My dad visits. Everything happens within that three months. Once again, Kristen, you need to pull me back on, on track. I get off track a lot. We did have that conversation before, though. My daughter's we- birthday is December uh, 3rd. Oh, that's right. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, and that's Don't have a baby during the holidays. Not at all, actually. Just don't. Like, <laughs> don't if you want children. to be rich. <laughs> if you want to be rich. Insane. Yeah. If you want to keep your mind. Actually, you know what? Uh, I, don't th- I, don't, I don't know if that's true. Actually, it is true. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it up. Kristen, thanks for joining. Um, I hope it wasn't as horrible as you thought it was going to be. No, um, totally easy. Hopefully the 8.2% helped. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna keep drinking this afterwards. Excellent. Definitely, that's the goal. And yeah, thank you, Eric. Like I said, I wouldn't want to do that my first podcast with anybody else but you. Heck yes. 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 All right, perfect. Now you're you're a weekly guest at this point, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Kristen. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye.